Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first podcast that I am recording in quarantine. And let me tell you, <laughs> other than my wife working next to me, nothing has changed. So if you hear keyboards in the background, you can just send Jessica hate mail and we'll all be good. Don't worry. Actually, don't do that. She'll send me hate mail. <laughs> all right, guys. Anyway, let's get started with the podcast. Today, I have a special guest. I have Miguel Angel Quinn, and he is a student at the university or Arizona State University. He's a computer science major and I found him on LinkedIn. That's right. I found him on LinkedIn. <laughs> Miguel and I have never met in person. We've had a couple of conversations through Zoom, which is probably your, pl- your favorite platform right now because everything <laughs> is online. And I wanted just to have a conversation with Miguel because Miguel actually has a really awesome YouTube channel and he's very involved with Shep, and I probably said that wrong, but don't worry because no one knows how to say it properly. And he is all about um, helping Hispanics go into STEM fields. So, Miguel, man, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you. I, I feel amazing. I'm, you know, really excited for the podcast. I'm excited, yeah. man. This is this is this is good because I I want to hear your story. How did you even like? When did you figure out that you wanted to go into computer uh, sciences? Oh, yeah. So I figured it out. Nobody in my family had really ever touched a computer. <laughs> uh, but it was actually in my high school when it, there was a few engineering classes available. Uh, and, and I was thinking, like, I got to pick my classes. And I was like, all right, I'm either going into engineering or theater, just because there was a cute girl that I liked that was going into theater. So I was like, okay, you know, but I went with my gut. I think I made the right choice. You know, I got into engineering. And at first, it was I really liked it because I didn't understand anything, you know. Have you ever had something that just, then like, that scared you, like, when it came to work, like, public speaking or maybe sales? 
all of it. Man, I was afraid. I'm afraid of writing. I was afraid of public speaking. Um, I was afraid of everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, all that was coding for me. Like I saw it and I didn't understand what it was going on, and that just really interests me. So I took a summer class. Uh, you know, during high school about coding, and I I learned my first language, and I was like, whoa, okay, wait, wait. So there's a lot of job opportunity growth. You know, if I could code and and work in this. I could get paid for it. Like, that's amazing. So I decided to take a leap. At that point, I like knew nothing about coding. Right? I thought I knew something about coding, but actually getting into the university, uh, it made me love it a little bit more every single year. So in a way, it was a leap of faith, but I just had like a little bit of prior experience to it. Awesome. So um, why, like, why do you think coding has become so important in the last couple of, I mean, the last 10 years, five years? I think it's because that's the way of the future. I mean, we're all moving digital. Uh, you know, we can't stick to the same things we've been doing. And if you look at the rate of how technology going, it's at an exponential level. So the only way we can advance, it's it's got to be digital. I mean, there's new forms of communication made every single day. I mean, now we're getting like driverless cars. Uh, we're getting newer and better and you just, you need code. So I noticed that you have always been kind of involved in student organizations. What, what got you to, you know, statistically speaking, 80% of students just go to class and go home. And we actually mm. were talking about this exact same thing before we started recording. But what, what do you, why do you think that is and what got you to be different and actually start getting involved? Yeah, it was actually in an engineering class. <laughs> no, 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 not this time. <laughs> uh, it was actually during an engineering class. And I, that day, I was, it was my first semester at the university. It was probably a few weeks in. And I was wearing a Mexico jersey. And somebody, a secretary of the, my chapter at SHIP, uh, I had never met him before at that point, but he saw me. He's like, okay, he's in an engineering class and he's Mexican, you know? He, he's fits the, that's exactly yeah. it, right? <laughs> exactly it. so he saw me and he's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to this kid and he just brought in to recruit me for soccer that was it he's like you should come play with us you know we're we're a spanish bunch and uh you know he asked me where i was from and i, I just found it so interesting i had like zero friends at the time right um and that sparked my interest and he told me oh yeah i'm the secretary of the chapter like if you really want to get involved you could become a leader you can be take a leadership role and i was like me like what no, nobody had ever told me i could do something when they were doing it too yeah right growing up you always hear like oh yeah you can do whatever you want you can do all this stuff but it's different when somebody's actually you know walking the walk and they tell you know right to your eyes and they say yeah you can do it too um to me that meant a lot and i started getting involved and i just met so many incredible people uh in ship they paid for my first my chapter sponsored me to go to my first rldc the regional conference and I was just like, man. They wait, 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 wait. Talk in English because you said a bunch of R's, <laughs> R's, like the whole album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay. So uh, SHIP has a, like three conferences every so year. So what is SHIP? SHIP is the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. I know this, this happens, but um, it, it, it's an amazing organization. And basically, we want to get more, more students in STEM careers, Hispanic students, minorities, um, because we only make a very small pot, a percentage of the, the workforce in engineering and STEM. So basically, we try to get students, you know, learning soft skills, writing resumes, and, uh, you know, getting employed, actually. So 
they host three conferences every year, right? You got a regional one, a national one, and then one for student chapter leaders in the summer. But this one was a small regional one I was going to, and it just introduced me to a completely new world. You know, I was learning stuff about public speaking, my branding, and I was like, man, this is advanced. And for some reason, everybody around me is believing in me. And I had never done that for myself. So that meant so much to me, and it got me basically propelling to where I am now. And it all started with one person, just uh, word of mouth. So I love it, man. I honestly believe that student organizations is one of the biggest indicator whether you have will, will get a job before you graduate. Um, and similar to you, like I, when I was at in college, I, I was a first generation college student for once, right? And so I didn't really know that student organizations were, other than the fact that in high school you have some, you have, you have student organizations, but it is not to the same level of complexity that you have in college. Um, in college, mm -hmm. the student organizations are bigger; they have bigger resources, and mm -hmm. um, and you have more freedom as a student. You're older, so you you actually do more events, and, and it's actually more student led than it is when you're in high school. But um, one of the things that I, I also, instead of being like for me, the only reason why I went to my first student organization meeting was because they were all, all offering free pizza. And, I, <laughs> and so that free pizza decision changed uh, my life. Me being a hungry college student changed my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, it's awesome. I think, you know, um, I, w I, I am not, a I graduated with a business degree, so I, I'm not in the STEM mm -hmm. field per se. Uh, but one of the things I really love is Shep um, because I am a Hispanic and I want our, like, I want Hispanics to, to mm -hmm. reach their full potential, right? It's not about Hispanics being the number one race or anything. It's not about that. It's about the fact that there's 20% of the population in the United States are Hispanics and only 7% of them are actually in STEM fields, right? I'm getting mm -hmm. this straight from the, um, the Shep website and, and so it's all about closing that gap. It's about having equal representation, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I love what the organization does, and they do such a good job. I haven't seen another organization in all majors across the United States that does as good of a job as Shep as preparing their students to have a successful professional career. So that, that is fantastic. Um, I know you've had a lot of success so far in getting internships and, you know, setting yourself up for the future. Mm -hmm. How much of that was because of Shep? How much of that was because of what you did outside the class? How much was that because of career services? Like walk me through that. Hey, Daniel here. Hope you're enjoying this first half of the episode. But before we move on to the second half, I wanted to share the story of Luis Guzman, a student that has gone through the academy and found so much success. Enjoy. I am here in the new office for my internship that I got thanks to the Mastering College to Career Academy. I'm with one of the um, top accounting firms in the world and I wouldn't have done it without Mastering College to Career Academy and Danielle Spatera help. Honestly, I started noticing the difference once I enrolled because previously I would apply to pretty much everywhere and I would spend two or three hours to just get the email two weeks later, hey, I'm sorry. We decided to move forward with a different candidate. But once I enrolled and I started applying the knowledge um, that is in the modules, I started getting um, interviews and eventually offers. And I'm graduating with four internships and I got a 
full-time offer in San Francisco with the top accounting firm in the world a year before graduation. So I don't want you to slip on it. This is a no-brainer. It's literally step-by-step on um, how to become an ideal candidate. I hope you all the best of luck and don't, don't think too much about it. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. It's got to be a 95% ship of what it did for me. Uh, just from all the workshops that I've been through, they taught me how to write my resume, how to structure it. Well, not just write it, but how to make it appealing. Uh, they walked me through elevator pitches, kind of, you know, what should I say to the recruiter, right? They taught me about companies. They would come in, bring people to talk about, you know, their company, mm -hmm. talk about workshops, you know, how, how to make it as an engineer, tips, what I what I wish I knew, uh, going to conferences and networking, meeting the people that are doing the recruiting. I mean, it played a significant role uh, in the internships that I've gotten and the people I've met. It, if, if I didn't have SHIP or a student organization, I don't really know where I would be. I don't even know if I would be in STEM, to be honest. Did you know that 80% um, of all college students graduate college without a job lined up? I do, but only because I listen to your podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many, let me ask you a question. How many of the people that are in your senior organization, Shep, how many you do, would you assume are graduating without a job lined up? Oh my gosh. Um, without a job lined up, mm -hmm. it's got to be a very small percentage, but I will say that it needs to do with how active you are within the organization. You know, are you actually taking advantage of the conferences, all the events that they put out? If you are, then you should be walking out with something. Yeah. And then at the beginning, when you had no internship and no experience, mm -hmm. did you ever think that you would get um, an internship with American Express, an internship with Accenture, like one of the top consulting companies in the world? Oh, not at all. And if they act there's actually a video recording. Uh, my friend recorded me when I got the phone call for American Express. And you could tell, I couldn't believe it. I was kind of uh, reaching, for, grasping for any kind of words to say thank you mm -hmm. so much to the recruiter. Like he was so happy. He's like, oh, like, are you okay? <laughs> um, but what he was saying, those words, like, oh yeah, we want to extend you an offer. I just, I couldn't believe it, right? I mean, I was like, you know, I, I keep going back to this thing, like, you know, you know, like why me? Like, you know, I, I don't know what, I guess got me to this point uh, other than, than ship. I don't think it was anything internal. It was just how active I was, how receptive I was to the, the information that people were telling me and, and the advice that they were giving me. Um, so that played a huge role. Love it, man. Um, so talk to me about it. So you, when did you start looking for internships? When did you get your first internship? Like walk me through your career progression. Yeah. So it actually started, <clears throat> early on when I was a freshman, you know, I, I went to the career fairs and it was pretty funny. I took one resume to the career fair. I did not know that you needed to bring several. <laughs> and even a recruiter laughed at me. He's like, you only brought one resume. And cause I was like, yeah, like, can you take a picture? <laughs> I only have one. It was bad. Right. But I learned a lot from it. I, I only got, um, you know, so far, and, you know, but I kept going back 
ASU, you know, I'm fortunate that it has a lot of uh, a lot of resources, a lot of companies that it brings in. Um, so they have a fall and spring career fair uh, each semester. So I always took advantage of those. I kept learning. I was a very awkward kid at the beginning. I could, I just walked up, showed the recruiter my resume, like, here you go. You know, I, I didn't really have those soft skills developed. And, and then my second year at the university, I gave it another shot. And I was actually at the national convention uh, for SHIP. This is where they bring hundreds of companies, hundreds of engineering and, and, uh, and STEM companies down to recruit. A lot of them have booths. And that was the first time I've ever gone to like the second round of interviews. And at the end, I just said something dumb. I, they asked me like, oh yeah, how strong do you think uh, you are in, in this language? You know, I was just trying to be as honest as possible, you know, comparing to people who are experts, you know, I'm like, a second year computer science student, you know, what am I going to do? So I was like, oh, you know, probably like a five out of 10. Not the smart <laughs> thing to say. Uh, I just saw them right down in the notebook and I was like, oh, that was it. Um, but coming back, uh, I was like, all right, everything I've learned, they told me, all right, apply to the company before the career fair, you know, go up with your resume, well tailored, give them a killer elevator pitch, all these things and uh, really show interest in the company. I think that's a lot of, another thing that a lot of people miss. Uh, when you go to a career fair, a lot of times you're just thinking, I just want a job. But you know, the recruiter really wants to know if you want to work again. You want, do you want this specific job? Do you want a Did career you do or do you research? want a job? Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're just kind of floating by. Um, so third year, junior, I mean, I kept, kept coming super prepared. So that was my first uh, strike of luck. A gold but i guarantee you if nobody was there guiding me i wouldn't have nothing right now yeah. guaranteed that's awesome man and so um mm -hmm. and so this summer everything works out you know there's a lot of uncertainty what's what you got <laughs> planned for this summer mm. so this summer uh this one is the one i got at my second second or third national convention it was it's with accenture so i'll be a software engineer and I'll be an intern in the Houston office. <clears throat> and this is my first strike at consulting. This is, this is me trying to, you know, expand my horizons, get out of my comfort zone because, you know, I just, it looks like the lifestyle is, is amazing. It looks like uh, the soft skill that you develop and the technical abilities are also incredible. And this is a company that was like, oh, ship company of the year. So I was really excited. And uh, yeah, if everything works out, there's a, if you don't know, there's a pandemic going on and there's a lot of uncertainty. So I'm hoping that I can work with clients and just develop myself as a better engineer and kind of dive into the consulting field. I love it, man. I love it, man. Um, if students want to learn more about you, connect with you, learn about Shep, um, what is the best way to contact you? It's got to be LinkedIn. I mean, you can find me, just look up my name. I'm probably going to be the only one with, you know, that combination of names. I have a lot of them. <laughs> if you look up Miguel Angel Quinn, you can definitely find me. If you send me a message, I'll definitely respond. Um, there's also, like uh, Daniel mentioned earlier, I do a YouTube channel. So if you also search my name there, you'll be able to find me. I do a few videos kind of like, if you're involved in a student chapter in SHIP, I'll kind of guide you there. And then a few, a few videos of helping you, like time management, you know, things how to kind of self-development. So um, I know that you today, you today you posted a video. So um, and you talked about productivity. What are three things you can share with us about productivity? Ooh, about productivity. 
Um, oh, what was the video about one? Then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was basically kind of tailored. What do you do specifically during the pandemic, right? John Sharmageddon. Yeah, exactly. Got to stir up some panic here. But that, in the video, I talk about a few things. One thing is called a zero-based calendar. And this, this is something that's really cool. I actually utilize this quite a bit. And it, it means leave nothing out. Every hour of your day, every 30 minutes, you got to have something planned. I don't care if it says relax or, or play a video game. But the point is now you're planning every second of your day. Uh, you're going to get a lot better at estimating, you know, how much time do I dedicate so you're not on your phone for three hours and realize, oh, man, I should, you know, I have like plenty of hours left. You know, it gives you actually an idea of how much can I actually accomplish, write it down, put it down. And if you adjust it every day to uh, how, uh, how long a task actually takes you, you're going to get a lot closer to actually meeting your goals and accomplishing them. So I that's zero based it's awesome. There's also another row mindset. It's results only work environment where you don't measure, I, I guess, your success of each day, how much work you put in by the time you put in, but rather now you're only focusing on, on the results. You know, what did you actually do today? What would you output? Like if you, if you did homework for five hours, but you only got one problem, you know, you were probably on your phone, you were doing a lot of things. So if you only calculate results, now you're in a mindset where I don't have to sit here for eight hours. I just have to get done what I need to get done and accomplish what I need to get done, right? Um, so this is another kind of mindset and strategy that I really like adopting. And ooh, another one, this wasn't really about productivity, but specifically during the pandemic, I want to talk about like the market crashing, everything getting a lot a lot cheaper so a lot of college students are not invested in the stock market or in stocks and i don't mean get invested but i mean start learning about it because uh these opportunities aren't uh, easy to come by so just take an interest read up on it and it'll pay off in the long run love it love it man hey miguel man you are a freaking superstar um, i hope you know that i'm telling you for someone who like talks to students so much and like i've travel a lot speaking at different universities and it's rare to see someone that is um so motivated and trying to one help other people um i, I see sometimes that people who are very talented and, and are doing very well that they don't share their success and don't bring people along with them and i, I really want to you know tell you how much i admire that about you man in public because that's, that's that's really awesome keep doing what you're doing um and and yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. And thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.